Hey there, and welcome back. You're listening to episode number eight of the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Risi. Today, we're going to be talking about why one size doesn't fit all, and I'm not talking about your clothing. No, today, we are going to discuss niche marketing, and by identifying your ideal client, how that's going to help you to attract more customers and ultimately help you to win their attention and their trust. But first, I have to ask, do any of you ever get stumbled on the word niche? I literally spent about 10 minutes before recording this podcast Googling to make sure I wasn't mispronouncing it. I really honestly never gave it much thought until I started listening to other people's podcasts and I started noticing that some people pronounce it differently and the alternative being niche. And so of course, in preparation for today's topic and right before I set out to hit record, I literally had this fear that I was going to be saying it wrong. So I turned to the dictionary and lo and behold, there are two ways of pronouncing it. Niche, which is the most widely used one, and niche. And so I'm good. I'm sticking with niche. And the only reason why I bring that up was A, I just kind of wondered if anybody else figured that part out. And B, if you're anything like me and something doesn't resonate well, or I hear something that just doesn't sound right, I become hyper-focused on it. And you just can't afford to do that because today what we're going to be talking about is super important to your business. Now we know every business needs customers and part of that involves our ability to attract them, but that doesn't always prove to be so easy. There's competition, there's noise. I mean, we are all fighting for ways of capturing the attention of our future clients. Today, we're looking at niche marketing and how identifying your ideal client is going to help you not only identify what makes you special, but it's going to help you to create content that cuts through the noise and that is meaningful to the people that will one day become your clients. Now, one of the biggest mistakes that I see new entrepreneurs and small businesses make is that they try with really good intent to reach everybody. Now, in my industry of real estate, I work a lot with new salespeople. And when they come to me to talk about their branding and their marketing, the first question I ask is, well, who's your target client? And the number one answer I usually get back is everyone. Well, I'm here to say that everyone is not your ideal client and a one size fits all marketing approach is not an efficient use of your resources, nor is it proving to be effective. So if you're just starting out or you've been business in business for a while and you really want to become clear on your marketing message and, you know, make it really easy on yourself to create meaningful and powerful content, then you're going to want to tune in especially close to today's episode. Now, one of the golden rules in business, at least according to the authors of the book, The Go-Giver, is all things being equal, people do business with people they like, know, and trust. And this golden rule has stuck with me ever since I heard it. And it comes up time and time again when I'm speaking with my salespeople. And every time I repeat this golden rule to myself, it helps me to get clear on whether or not my actions are going to be effective. I don't need to tell you that your customers are everything to your business. Everything we do, the service we provide, and how we conduct ourselves is with our clients in mind. And this is also true for our marketing. We need to get people to like us and trust us, but first, they have to get to know us. And that is a real life problem that all entrepreneurs face. 
Every day, we are bombarded with ads and information, whether you're driving a car and you're looking at billboard signs, or on your phone scrolling through social media, or browsing the internet and receiving pop-up ads, people everywhere are trying to get our attention. It's almost information overload. Now, here's the interesting thing. When our brains are in overload, what happens is they start to filter out information. There is a little part of our brain, and I don't say little meaning in its purpose or its function, but there is a part of the brain called the reticular activating system, and its job is to filter out information. Could you imagine if we had to process every sound, sight, and smell that we came across on a daily basis? We just wouldn't be functioning. So the reticular activating system's job is only to allow information through that is meaningful to us. That part of the brain is the reason why you could be in a crowded, noisy room and hear your name being called out from across the room. It's also the reason why you can sleep through the sound of cars, maybe your refrigerator humming, and you know, all of a sudden you jump out of bed like a ninja the moment you hear your baby cry or you hear the footsteps of your toddler coming down the hall. These things are meaningful to you and therefore your brain is wired to deliver that information. So how does all of this relate to marketing and attracting our ideal clients? Well, Our job is to get people's attention. And so knowing that everybody has a protective mechanism to filter information, we need then to find out what is meaningful to them. And then we have to deliver content that speaks to that. Niche marketing helps us to do this. So what is niche marketing? If you look it up in a business dictionary, a niche market is defined as the ability to concentrate your marketing efforts on a small but specific, well-defined segment of the population. Now, the key words here being small and specific. Now, I already know some of you might be asking yourself, well, won't I limit my business if I get too small and too specific? I mean, I want to work with anyone who wants to work with me and I get it and bingo, you're right on and you will. In fact, by targeting your message to a small and specific segment of the market, you're actually better able to speak to their needs. And when they know that you specialize in their problem, they'll not only get to know about you, they're going to soon start liking and trusting you. And that is exactly what we want. Before I dive in and share with you how to start to create your target market and refine your message, I want to share with you two branding stories that really help to illustrate why this one-size-fits-all approach does not work as effectively as niche marketing. Now, both of these stories I had learned through a conversation I had with a very prominent and uh, experienced marketing and branding expert, and I was just intrigued by the work that he does with very well-known companies when he's called in to work on branding strategy. And so he shared with me these two stories that I now want to share with you. The first story was of a man who had invented the most amazing bug spray. Now it literally worked to kill any insect, you name it, whether it was ants or wasps or flying insects, this spray did the job. And so, you know, excitedly, naturally, he packaged it up and he marketed it as the world's best bug spray. And when he went to market, not much really happened. 
First, he found he was dealing with a lot of competition. And second, market research was telling him that when people came in to buy a product, they were looking for something more specific, meaning if they had an ant problem, they wanted the best ant killer. If they had a wasp problem, then they wanted the best wasp killer and so on. And so he quickly started to realize that his marketing strategy was all wrong. And so he pulled all of the products from his shelf. And when he was ready to relaunch, he did not go with that one size fits all approach. He went with a niche market. So his first product that he launched was specifically for ants and all of his branding and marketing and messaging was focused solely on that being the number one problem. And so his product then became the number one ant killer, like best in the world, money back guarantee. And soon enough, he started getting people's attention. And because they started buying his product and loving his product and recommending his product, his business started to grow exponentially. So what do you think he did next? He took the exact same product and repackaged it up as a you know, number one spider killer, number one wasp killer. And he did the exact same marketing strategy and lo and behold, it became you know number one seller on the shelves. And that was all because he started looking at a specific need and speaking to those specific needs. And because his market was specific, he was able to cut through the noise and get the attention of his customers by speaking to specifically what they needed from him. So that was the first story. The second story that he shared with me was about this inventor in the toy industry. Now, I did not know this, but the toy industry is apparently very, very competitive. And so when this particular client had created a board game that was really unique and fun, he was, he was certain it was going to be a bestseller and, you know, all of his market research and people that tested out the game loved it. So he had all of the right feedback and he did all of his sort of testing in terms of whether or not the concept was going to work. So he packaged it up and again, he used a one size fits all marketing approach and basically marketed this for anyone and everyone who loves to play board games. And it flopped and it did not do well at all. In fact, he was actually even having a getting, you know, hard time getting people to even know about it. Now I can't recall the rest of the specifics about that specific story, but I do know this. He went on to share that someone had come across this board game concept and tweaked it slightly and relaunched it as their own version. But this time they used target marketing. And so all of the packaging and all of the advertising was geared towards a specific user. And what do you think happened? Yep. Just like the bug solution, it became one of the best selling games in the market. Nothing material changed, only the branding and the clarity of who it was targeted for. So the question is this, who are you targeting? I have no doubts that you are amazing at what you do. You are the best realtor, the best coach, the best mortgage broker, but does your ideal client know about you? I know you're desperately trying to, you know, do your best with marketing your business and your services, but how are you going to get people to notice you? How are you creating meaningful content that's going to get their attention and get past that protective filter of the brain? The answer really lies in the ability to identify who your target market is. And when you do this by creating what I like to call your ideal client profile, you 
while you're doing that, you're really honing in on who you want to serve and who would be the best fit for the solutions that you have to offer. I've created a very easy to use worksheet and guide that's going to help you get started on this. So if you're already ready to define your client and you're ready to start creating meaningful content, that's going to help attract those target clients to you. Then you can head right on over to my website and download the free guide. It can be found at www.michellereci.com forward slash episode eight. Now I've used this guide with my realtors and it works and it works because it helps you to clarify your value and clarify your message. You see, when you know who you're talking to and you know their needs and their desires and their frustrations, you then know what messages you need to share and what's going to be meaningful for them. So let's go over the worksheet. I have given you three steps to identify and create your ideal client profile. Now in these three steps, we look at your current business and value, your dream client and who you wish to serve. And then we look at identifying key characteristics of your ideal client that you're going to start using when you're crafting ideas for content and ads. Now this worksheet, as I said, it's not difficult, but it does take some time. So enjoy, you know, working with it and have fun through the process. Now, before I leave you for today, I wanted to share a story with you of how going through this exercise helped one of my realtors. By all accounts, this realtor who I will name Diana has already been working on her business and her marketing strategy. She was consistent with her social media present, had a few deals under her belt and was working hard on, you know, really trying to generate interest from potential buyers and sellers. And when I looked at her social feed and content, I could see that she, you know, she was doing what was expected, meaning she was sharing relevant information. She was speaking about her services and she was providing testimonials. But as we know from the very beginning of this episode, that just simply is not enough. When she went through this process of really assessing her business and her current clients and looking at who she would like to serve, it really became clear to her that she wanted to work with first-time homebuyers. But for my realtors listening, even in that target market, there's a need for more segmenting. There's a number of little micro markets within a first time home buyer market, and each one has their own unique challenges and needs and desires. The renter, you know, the renter first time home buyer, they're frustrated with making the transition and likely they're going to struggle with the initial down payment. Maybe they're a young family that, you know, their number one problem is around qualifying and that down payment. Then there's a segment of newlywed first-time home buyers. Now, stats are showing that their majority of them are still living at home, probably in their parents' basements, so they can, you know, hopefully save enough money for their down payment. So their frustrations are going to be really different than that young family who's renting. They're probably frustrated with the fact that, you know, they're excited to start their own family and to finally have their own freedom and privacy as a couple. And of course, living in your parents' basement doesn't exactly lend itself to much privacy. Now, after Diane had gone through this exercise, she really narrowed it down to the newlywed first-time homebuyer. That's who she was most relating to. It was the stage of life that she was at, and it just also happened to be the age and stage that most of her friends were at. So there was a really good potential there for future business. 
So when she started looking at this newlywed first-time homebuyers and she went through the worksheet and she started identifying what characteristics, what are their behavior traits, what are their needs, their frustrations, what are their desires, what are they, you know, who do they follow on social media? She really created their story and suddenly her content started to shift. She started speaking with a different voice and to that specific person. And instead of sharing the typical mortgage information and testimonials, she started speaking directly to the pain points that her ideal client was experiencing. Now, if you remember correctly, um, if I remember correctly, rather, one of her posts actually said something like, are you tired of living in your parents' basement? I mean, you're newlywed and excited to start your new life. And the only thing standing between you and your dream home is that down payment. I can help. And then she went on to explain how she works with people just like them to create a plan for savings, to go towards their down payment and how she works with them at their speed to find their first home. And you know what happened next? She got a text. And then another one and her ideal clients were literally raising their hands and identifying themselves. Now that is the power of clarity and that is the power of harnessing a niche market. So if you're ready to start honing in on your target market and begin crafting that story of who your ideal client is, head on over to my website at www.michellereci.com forward slash episode eight and download the free guide. Don't wait any longer on being able to create meaningful and intentional content. Your ideal clients are literally waiting to raise their hands and make themselves known. You just have to get their attention first. I hope you found that helpful and I am super excited to hear about your success stories. So be sure to keep me posted, follow me on social, message me there, send me your questions and comments. And if you liked this episode, subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss future ones. This podcast is now live on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google play. So head on over, click subscribe and leave me a review while you're there. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Bye for now.